podcast this week is brought to you by Peninsula Filmworks. Shocking stories, crazy stories, moving stories, but mostly authentic stories from the people of Door County. The craftsmen, the artists, the entrepreneurs, the characters. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to bringing you stories from across the county via exclusive video content. Available online at PeninsulaFilmworks.com, DoorCountyPulse.com, and on your social media platform of choice. to the Door County Pulse podcast, where each week we talk with the writers and editors of the Peninsula Pulse about the stories you can find in this week's issue. I'm Andrew Clyden, and this week I'm alone, actually, because we're doing something a little bit different. It is Thursday, August 23rd, 2018, and we are uploading one day early this week because today is the 20th anniversary of a tornado which moved through the waters of Green Bay and into Egg Harbor. Uh, last week on Friday, Miles Danhausen and I talked about his experience with the tornado, uh, living through it and uh, his brother's brush with it. Uh, but last week, he actually had the opportunity to interview another local who lived through it, uh, and her children were actually um, affected by the tornado. Um, we have that story coming up here shortly. I'm going to send it over to Miles, who is going to give us a brief introduction, uh, and then we're going to get right into the interview that he had. Um, so thank you, as always, for listening, and uh, I will talk to you again next week. Hello, and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen, publisher of the Peninsula Pulse and Door County Living magazine. And this week, we're happy to have a special guest on the podcast, to talk about a very scary day in Egg Harbor history. August 23rd, 1998 was a lazy, humid, end-of-the-season Sunday, a lull before the Labor Day crowds returned. I was 19, cooking pizzas with my mom at Dano's Peninsula Pizza, a small pizza delivery shop located in what is now Door County Nature Works in the middle of Egg Harbor. We had just sent my older brother Dan out with a pizza, and we were sitting on the porch watching a storm roll in slowly over the harbor. But that uneventful Sunday turned frightening in moments. Hail began pounding the pavement, and out of our sight, an F3 tornado ripped through the countryside just a couple of miles south of the village of Egg Harbor. The tornado began as a water spout on Green Bay and quickly grew into a massive twister, coming ashore just south of Frank Murphy County Park. Sarah Sawyer's home and her four children stood directly in the way of this twister's five-mile-long, half-mile-wide path of destruction. Today, Sarah is here to tell us what happened. Sarah, thanks for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. Um, why don't we just start right off the bat? Like, tell me what you first saw, where, where you were when this tornado came ashore. Well, we were down at the A Harbor Beach and with all the kids, and we saw some really, really black clouds. And so we own Egg Harbor Lodge. We thought we'd better get up there to make sure everything's tied down. So we went, dropped the kids off at home and we went up to the motel. Well, then my brother called and said that there, he's, there was a water spout. He sees it on the news, you know? <laughs> so I ran out to the balcony and looked and I'm like, oh yeah, boy, those, those shore people are, it's going to be bad for them. <laughs> so <laughs> then just to be safe, I called the kids. They'd, I grew up in Illinois, so they had been in the basement before. A lot of people haven't done that before. Okay. So I called the kids and go in the basement, blah, blah, blah. So um, now we round up all the guests that we have and we go down into the whirlpool room. That's a um, 
the closest thing we have to a basement. So there were maybe a dozen people. Luckily, it was a Sunday, um, right before Labor Day, because so there wasn't very many people, not right. nearly as many as there yeah. could have been. And so, you know, the lights went out, the hail, you know, everything. And so I ran home next door to, you know, just check on my parents and call the kids and our phone was out. So I decided to jump in the car, better just run home and see what's going on. <laughs> so I get into Lake Harbor and it was like green. And when I get to my road, we live out kind of in the middle of nowhere. There were cars everywhere. And so I get up the hill and I'm like, I can't get through. So I take the ditch and I go around all these cars and I get waved down by the police and there's been a tornado. And I'm like, where are my, where are my kids? Wow. Well, at first, nobody knew, and then somebody said the police picked him up, and they didn't know if they'd taken him to the hospital. Finally, I finally, I just started running down, and Keith Henry, who was a, a cop that we know, he said, the power lines are out. You can you can go down there. Finally, this was after 10 minutes. I had no idea where my kids wow. were. And in Door <clears throat> County, anytime you see a cop it's or like, any sort of emergency, you're like, who do I know that's Exactly. So that there's a little fear that just pops yeah, in so you right away. He, so he ran, me, you know, he ran down with me, and apparently— um, another cop friend of ours had pulled the kids out of the basement through the outside and took them down to their grandparents' house, which they promptly ran back home because they figured we'd be looking for them. <laughs> and so then they were all there. They were all safe. They'd all been in the basement. Um, so the kids are in the basement when this tornado comes ashore. Yes. And so, well, that's good. They're smart enough to go down and they yeah. listen. Yeah. They were, cause Josh was 16, Nellie 14, Emily was nine and Joe was only seven. Oh, wow. And we've talked, but, and they end up being safe, but the funny part was is that was they were under the new part of the house, which collapsed on top of them, and everything on that above them was completely gone, no trace. Wow. So, I mean, there were toilets down there. I mean, it was truly a miracle that there was these kids were fine. It really was. If you would see the pictures, it was just crazy. So, so you come you come up to your house, and and your house is gone. Half of it's gone and half of it's still up. But we had a, you know, we had a big barn and everything and horses and we, it just was, but we already had tons of people in the yard, all the neighbors, everybody came right away to make sure everything was okay. And boy, it was, what did the kids, what did your kids say that experience was like? Um, I think they said what happened was that they could hear the door blew up and, and they could hear things upstairs. So they all ducked, you know, Nellie laid on top of Joe and they all, you know, laid on top of each other. And then um, when it was done, they just sat there and all of a sudden they, they could hear the, the policeman um, saying, is there, is anybody down there? And they go like, yeah, we're down here. So then he got them all out. It was Willie Oakley. We knew him because he played ball sure. for Egg Harbor. Yeah. So he, so that was, a, that was a great thing. We're very appreciative of that, but they were great. The kids are perfect. Did they say what it sounded like? They said it sounded like a train. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they said it sounded like. Um, did they know when they were down in the basement and they hear that noise and they hear some things going on, did they know that like the, so much destruction had happened? Did no, they, not they at aware? all. Not at all. Um, until they, I mean, they could see what was around them, but they had no idea or everything else. Every single tree we owned, every, you know, the barn, there was hay, all that kind of stuff. So how were the horses? Bad. Um, we Same thing. Um, they found them over across the street, what used to be Herb's horses. Sure. And everybody that we know, Faye Bly and all these people took the horses and doctored them for, I don't know, months before they could, and before we could even bring them back because we didn't have a space for them. Hmm. So they just did that out of the goodness of their heart. And they all survived though. Yes. Yes, they did. Um, It was crazy when that tornado came through and uh, 
probably a little bit like I'm guessing you were like up at the at the lodge because the Egg Harbor Lodge is up on the bluff, right, overlooking Egg Harbor. For those who who don't know where it is, and you get this incredible panoramic view of of the bay. And my father has a motel just next door to yours and saw the same thing. And and he's the one I was delivering pizzas. We had a little pizza shop in Egg Harbor at the time. And my dad called us and was like, get in the basement. There's there's a tornado or there's a water spout. And, you know, you don't hear that. You don't think tornadoes are going to hit in Door County because there's always that assumption that the bay sort of will dissipate and kind of eat up any sort of bad weather. And it always traditionally has. Everybody thought that. Yeah, I mean, that was just what everybody thought, including myself, or I would have went home, you know? Yeah, you get those tornado warnings from the Green Bay news station, and any weather predictions uh, that we get from the news stations, you always kind of discount them because it's so different just 40 miles exactly. north. And so all these things, that they'll, the storm warnings for Green Bay, they don't really seem to, to be predictions of what we're going to experience. Right. And then that day, so I kind of discount it, and then... My brother's off on a pizza delivery to the um, Cornerstone Suites at Bed and oh, Breakfast. Yeah. Oh, Lord. He got there, and they were they were like, what are you doing here? Because they came out of the basement. He's like, I'm delivering a pizza. He's like, there's a tornado. Get down here. <laughs> so Dan, being crazy, he's like, oh, here, take the pizza, and I'll, I'm just going to go back to Egg Harbor. And they're like, no, no, get in the basement. And he said, oh, no, I'll beat it. So he's driving a little Mercury Tracer, not the sportiest vehicle in the world. And he just races out, and he said the tornado, as he was going back north towards Egg Harbor, uh, Cornerstone Suites is probably, what do you think that is, like two or three miles south of the village itself? Yes. So he starts heading north to Egg Harbor, and he said that he could see the tornado in his rearview mirror going behind him. Oh, my gosh. And the Cornerstone Suites was destroyed. The place he just delivered pizzas to was just dead center where that tornado went through. And so he came back, and he's sitting here going, there's no way someone didn't get killed by that. And I remember we we all went to bed that night thinking we're going to wake up and find out neighbors, friends, family have been either seriously injured or killed. And it was amazing. two people with minor injuries. Yeah, it was. Nobody killed. It really was. It's astounding because you saw that driving around the next day. I mean, what's it like? Obviously, you, you probably have two conflicting emotions that next day of, wow, my my house is destroyed. But which normally would be devastating, but you must have probably just felt such a sense of relief that your kids were there and somehow yeah. came out of it. I, I actually never felt bad about my house. I I couldn't. I never cried about it. When Tommy Michelson came with a big backhoe to finally, you know, get it all down, you know, everybody came and everyone was drinking beer and watching and sitting <laughs> on trail. My dad came out and he's like, oh, honey, I thought I better just, you know, see how you're doing. I go, you know what, dad, it's, it's just a house. I, you know, like these kids... It just could have been awful. So yeah. we were pretty, pretty darn thankful. And still to this day, we are. Yeah. And it hit it hit a campground too, which you're like. It was right behind our house. It was right behind our house. So th- they really got hit too. But luckily they all went in that brick building and they were all fine too. It's the same thing because tons of campers had left just that very day. Wow. So that would have really been bad. I was thinking about all the, all the little tweaks to that event and how it could have been different if it was midday when there's a lot more traffic. It was a Sunday at the end of the season. If it's a week earlier, everything's a lot busier. Right. If it's if it's a Saturday, there's a lot more people out and about. There's a lot more people at the beach. If it hits a mile farther, if it comes ashore like a mile farther north, it oh, probably gosh. hits the Alpine Resort or oh, well, the whole dead village of Egg Harbor. That would have been that would have been worse. It, it hit one of the only spots it could hit without like doing much more damage. And there's right. still seven million dollars in damage. Right. 
really astounding. And it's, it's funny, like you've, I've seen water spouts before and it, you see them and you kind of think, oh, that's cool. Because you just don't <laughs> think it's coming ashore. And you well, probably thought that. I, it's exactly what I thought. It, and it didn't look like that much. Although Jackie Sawyer um, has a video of it. And from what they were looking at was completely different than what when I looked out. And oh, yeah. It was a full-fledged tornado with, with another tornado next to it, smaller. It was, that was just crazy. And to put it in perspective, for those who haven't seen the pictures before or who weren't here for it, that next day, you just take a whole swath of trees and you just you just carve like mm-hmm. you, like you bulldozed it right from the shore. And all these homes that were nice and nestled in these in the woods along the shore south of Horseshoe Bay are now just it's the home and exposure all over. And uh, then that just followed all the way inland up to Sunny Point Gardens, mm-hmm. which was uh, ripped apart. Sunny Point School took a lot of damage mm-hmm. in that tornado. And the Bel Air Motel was completely leveled. Oh, right. But luckily there was nothing nothing in there anymore. Yeah. And there had always been like that had been like summer housing for a lot of people it, at some it, point. Yeah. But there was nobody in it yeah. as far as I know. Just luck all the way yeah. around. It's funny. If you go to the old Sunny Point School, which is across from Sunny Point Gardens, um, on Highway 42 in Egg Harbor, there's that sculpture in front. And I always thought, because um, it just kind of appeared right around that, right after that tornado, and I thought, oh, that must be somebody's sculpture, like a, a, a nod to that tornado, because it's all like twisted metal. And, I thought the same thing. And then I finally, um, I checked into it one day. I tried to stop there. There's no plaque or anything, so I found out who owned the property, and talked to him. And it turned out it was from a just a sculptor, and he did it like a. Um, uh, it's called the Valkyrie. It has nothing to do with the tornado. <laughs> it was actually behind the school when the tornado hit, and when the and then the guys like from the local Lions Club and stuff found it when they were helping clean up. They they were like, "Wow, this must have been twisted up by the, by the tornado," and they propped it up front. And they're like, "Nope, that's not it at all." But it, it totally looks like it. And yeah, if you it does. if you're from the area and know that that's right where the tornado went through, you just I still think of the tornado every time I see. Me that too. Poster. I do too. Every time. Every yeah. time. Mark's mom and dad lived down the road from us, and. Um, we hunt back there, and there's still twisted metal things. You and there's no way you can get it out. It's just even from from day one. You, oh, really? Just so, yeah. So we had um, uh, Mark had my grandson back there. My son had my grandson back there, and he's like, "What's that?" And Joe trying to explain to him. So next thing now, Josh said, "Do you have the videos?" Because we have videos from all the news programs, and Bill Kroll, our neighbor, took videos of everybody's property and everything. So I mean, we have like this thing of all these photos and videos and things. So he takes them home and the kids are very, they were, they were surprised. They were just, they were very interested in the whole thing. Well, your kids have a great story for the rest of their lives. Right. <laughs> I, sur- I survived yeah. a tornado. Right. Um, and then the aftermath of that, that night, um, it was so dark, mm-hmm. so dark. You mm-hmm. never see Door County with absolutely no, not even like low level lights. Nothing. There was nothing because the power was out. And then, and my brother and I, of course, we just were driving around. We're like, this is so eerie. But that next day, you know, Main Street Market was out of power, but they had bottles of water right? on the mm-hmm. front step, just giving people water. And, and there's kind of like, you know, moments like that and the Ellison Bay disaster, you start to see people, the community just comes together. And exactly. it's in a weird way, like the, out of this awful thing, you get like this heartwarming feeling. Cause it's so true. Um, we were so fortunate. Everybody came out to help us. People we didn't know. Um, I was wearing Polly Helms clothes. I mean, I have no clothes. You know? Oh yeah, you think of all those little things. You're like, yeah, I. You know, none of none of it's still here. Yeah, and so 
we were just pretty fortunate and we found all the kids shoes, you know, school starting like two days later. So all the <laughs> brand new shoes, we were right around the house. You know how hard it is. Well, you don't, but <laughs> find shoes for these kids. Yeah. But, and then every, everybody sawed the trees down and then we stayed with my parents for three days, but I have, we have four kids. It's, and they're, Joe's, they're little. So I'm like, I, we got to get out of here. And just so happened that um, our friend Glenn had a house right down the street from us. I get home one day and it's completely furnished. I mean, completely furnished. There's a table and chairs, a washer, dryer, couches, a TV, a computer. We had um, direct TV. There was food in the refrigerator, towels. All the beds were made up. Um, it was, it was, I, well, I, then I did cry because I was yeah. so just moved by, and I don't even know who all did it. It was, it was beyond fabulous because at that point, I was just exhausted because we still, motel was still open. So I still had oh, to yeah. go to work. <laughs> so, you know, and then I'm worried about the kids, but we sent them right away to school. I figured it'd be better to get them going to yeah. school and get out of this big mess that was going on at home. But no, we were really thankful for everybody. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, thankfully we can look back on it and and laugh about it and be relieved about it 20 years later. And it's not associated with the tragedy as much as it is just this really incredible weather event that happened, and luckily we all came out of it unscathed. So. Oh my gosh, right? I'm so thankful. So, Sarah, thanks for coming in and yeah, talking Miles, about it. Yeah, Miles, good to see you too. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, great to see you. These stories and more will be available in this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available throughout Door County. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.